Want to discover leading strategies, share experiences and connect with fellow consultancy leaders from companies like EY, PwC or Porsche Consulting? Then join us in Munich for the Leaders in Consulting Conference on the 27th of June, a one-day event exclusively for consultancy leaders like you. Places are limited, so head to leadersinconsulting.com to claim your ticket now. That's leadersinconsulting.com. See you there. Welcome to our shortcast. This summary is from our Leaders in Consulting show episode with Dr. Andreas Bader and Rainer Meitzen. And today, we're covering three highlights from the show. How Genpact acquired Barkawi in three months, how to promote good company culture during an acquisition, and how building relevant partnerships in consulting leads to growth. Let's get right to it. Done deal in three months. How Genpact acquired Barkawi. Let me ask first um, you, Andreas, um, how and why did Bakavi sell itself to Jampact? Well, how did that happen? Yeah, I think you can say, first of all, we were really impressed um, about the obvious willingness and the intention and really uh, the strong will uh, to make us part of the organization. So it was different from other inquiries we had in the past. Bakavi is 20 years focus around supply chain. Genpack, that was different, the approach. And the second thing is Genpack really showed us our future in a very detailed way and showed us that we will own supply chain in the bigger Genpack world so that we immediately as Barkawi can jump from a 150 to 200 million um, um, people consulting organization to being On par with the big four players um, in consulting, and suddenly be sitting at the table of the big boys. Yeah, that was really attractive to us. Um, make, makes a lot of sense, and it seems like you already grew your consultancy practice, if I recall correctly. Um, yes, absolutely. And um, but but I'm curious, and and like, can you tell us short, like in a short way, the story of how this happened? Because I imagine like they they didn't just come with an offer and say, "Hey, it makes sense." And you say, "Yeah, sure, let's let's do it." it uh, how did it really? Like, did someone call you, and what what happened next? Yes. So basically, it happened that um, we were always quite strong in the U.S. market. We were Bacavi, uh, having high tech clients had a significant footprint in North America, and we had partnership relations and we did joint projects with Genpack. So we knew each other in the North American market, and uh, Genpack said uh, we would like to talk to you on a very strategic way and invited us uh, into their head offices in New York and uh, the, the management of Genpact was there the CEO and he said he'd like to get to know us and they laid out that they really think uh, it's an excellent fit between what we do and what they need awesome so I mean that's that's a big company like and and having the CEO on the other side I think um, that must have felt like they really um, take it seriously no Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why as well, we said, okay, we know if we are saying yes, uh, we, we go on that road and we go down that path uh, and Genpack really makes, uh, continues to be such an attractive uh, partner in that game. Yeah. We come to the point where we actually sell the company, which was not the intention in the first place. There were Bakavi management consultants, the family Bakavi is behind. So, so it's never really the intention to say we sell that company, but of course the offer was really attractive. Very good. And how, how long did it take from initial outreach uh, from Genpact side to closing the deal? Um, we offered Genpact a, a three-month period um, to find a deal, to find a solution, to uh, uh, be attractive enough, and they managed to do that. Promoting good company culture during an acquisition. 
what are the the core initiatives you took to basically um, like also culture wise integrate into the bigger company? Yeah, there was an integration team and had different modules. It was, of course, full-blown projects. And there were sponsors, um, one uh, for Europe and one for North America from Genpack. We said, okay, we can guide you along. We know how things are going. And we as well had a very senior team in that to take care of it. But sometimes it's really the details uh, when you map title spans. It's very hard because you're new to things to understand uh, the full impact of things. So that, that I can only recommend invest a lot of time in that. The danger is that the best people always jump to the clients and go for your business and are taken away and you might um, not give the right priority to those HR topics because you think they are solved because they did work for you in the past. Uh, but in a new setup, of course, you have to make sure you still have them intact in place. Yeah. So the, did you lose some some senior people um, in your team? Yes, of course. In in, in such a process, um, um, not everybody's immediately happy. And uh, as I mentioned, the putting focus was intensified. And some people then said, look, um, I might not be really um, in that focus anymore. We had a couple of smaller offices as well where, where Chambers said, look, these offices are a bit of redundant. And that for those people driving the business, that was a bit of a signal. Oh, we don't seem to be fitting ex uh, very well into that field. That happened during the first three months. Yeah. And from then on, we were very stable and we were very quickly already after 12 months, the team was bigger than um, before during um, um, during uh, the, the time when we were become part of Genpack. Attrition will be a bit higher during that initial phase. I think that's normal. People expect it. But of course, you should really actively work, actively um, make advertisement. We had, and uh, that is what, what Rainer mentioned, Germany was not on the map of Genpack so strongly by the time. And uh, the CEO said, Look, but that's maybe another opportunity for us because Genpack is an attractive, uh, Germany is an attractive market for Genpack. So it's good. And, and he often visited Munich. We had high level workshops. He spoke to the team and said, look, really proud to have you now part of uh, the Genpack here. So that helped us a lot. Huh? Yeah, I imagine. I mean, being personally there as the CEO of a really big company for like a company of 300 people, that sends yes. a message, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it shows also that, um, I mean, probably your CEO, it, it wasn't the first acquisition. So he knows the playbook and he knows what to do. And, and it just shows that as a senior leader, um, you just have to put in the time, even if you do in the term, like in their terms, maybe a tiny acquisition um, um, to make it happen and to make it work. There's some um, serious like time investment necessary. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, and um, I think it's always a bit not so easy to to invest into a pure services company, which mainly exists from the people. So you have, Chenpeg is very aware of that. We were very aware of that, that this is critical. And we were all uh, working with retention plans uh, to make sure the team stays stable and it even we can expand the knowledge. And that's, I think, core to have the right for, uh, priority here. Yeah. How building relevant partnerships in consulting leads to growth. You also touched um, the, the whole point of building partnerships. Exactly. Partnerships are really important, yeah? especially in the digital age. But you have to select your partners carefully. Yeah? Often people in consulting are worried because they might be considered biased. If you say, I have company A as a partner and I might not have company B. Yeah? 
but you shouldn't be worried because at the end of the day, you should have the partners leading your area of expertise, the thought leaders, those being strong in the market. Then your clients will expect you to have partnerships there because they say, oh, look, these are the leading technology people in the market. You should, of course, have partners to those. Don't have partners to someone who's just big and who's just around the market for many years. You should have the partners to uh, those companies being thought leading. And once you decided to partner, you should really work for the business of that partner as it would be your own. Just continuously discussing who brought a certain lead into the pipeline, who brought what to the table is the wrong approach. You should really fight for it because you're jointly you're successful. And when you bring deals to your partner, suddenly you'll see your partner brings deals to you and your partnership growth. So, so that is what is really important and what um, uh, worked very well for us in the past and really enabled us to grow more quickly because these partners, of course, are a leverage for growth. And in partners, you already mentioned it uh, in the subtext, but uh, you mean technology partners mainly. Today, of course, the typical partners are technology partners. Uh, typically, they are a supply chain. We've, we've had and we worked with uh, operative supply chain partners or the big forwarders as well. But I would say from a digital, um, from, a, from a point of view for consulting, the digital partners, the ones doing solutions, uh, web-based on whatever it is, uh, those players are really the important ones. Yeah. Can you give us one example of a partnership that works really well for you? Yeah, one partner which is really uh, very strong for us is Kinexis. That's a, can a Canadian um, supply chain uh, software tool, and it's the clear market leader for sales and operations planning because they first leveraged um, to get the in-memory computing ready so that they were able to uh, recompute uh, supply chain scenarios. So um, when Fukushima happened now, yeah, almost eight, eight, nine years ago, um, uh, one of the clients said, look, we were able with Kinexis technology to come up with the new supply chain plan, our new supply models 10 minutes after the accident happened because we were away which, aware which factories, which capacities we lose in supply chain. And we were able to recompute and come up with a couple of scenarios and come up with a new supply plan to our clients very shortly after. They claimed 10 minutes. If it was half an hour, it was still excellent. <laughs> Ready for more? Listen to the full episode. Head over to sawoo.io slash leaders. That's S-A-W-O-O dot I-O slash leaders. See you next time.